Welcome to this edition of Brave Hearts, where we hope to increase your awareness and understanding of what homelessness looks like and some of the many organizations working on solutions to improve the homeless crisis. We are your hosts, William Wallace and Betty Louise, and these are the Brave Hearts. Enjoy this final episode with Carly Pacheco and Serena Cantway of Freed. This technology that people need just so that they can communicate with right. these important people in their life. They're so providers. can people, can they come here and Zoom? That's one of the things. Absolutely, that's one of the things. But we also, we want to set people up to be sustainable on their own. So we're working, we've worked throughout COVID on really bridging this digital divide. So we're really well versed in what low income options are available for folks and how they they can get connected to those in relation to internet phone service things like that we've had um, some funding opportunities where we've been able to provide chromebooks to people during covid which has been really great we've got some more of that on its way we're working on on developing some some more of those opportunities so tell me you know what do you see when homeless people come in here. Yeah, and I want to acknowledge that that first step is often really hard. I think our society, we, we emphasize this individuality and this, I can stand on my own two feet and take care of myself. The truth is we're all interconnected and interdependent. None of us handle all of our own needs on our own by ourselves. We all rely on some system, group, service, business, We all of us do. But when people come in, that step is really hard in a lot of cases for them to make. So we want to do a quick connection. It's likely that, you know, we have waiting lists for most of our programs. That's a reality that we're living with. So it's likely that we can't immediately start services, but we have great information and assistance specialists who are going to really get the person's story, help them understand what services are available. So hopefully they feel like they have made a step that mattered. I think there's one story that sticks out to me, and it's a, a community member who passed away recently, and she came to us. It's probably been two years at this point when she first approached Freed. She was an older person. She had just received a cancer diagnosis, and she was in this situation where the place she had been renting for years was being sold. And we're seeing this a lot. I think how, as housing, the housing market is really hot right now. We worked pretty intensively for probably three months with her. Prior to that, she knew that eviction was coming. Her plan was to live in her storage unit and her car. So that was like her combination. She was undergoing cancer treatment. She didn't have kids that were alive to support her. She really didn't have family connections anymore. And that was a pretty rough situation. We worked really hard and Serena has mentioned all the collaboration that we do with local partners so that definitely came into play. There was a local community member who had an RV that they donated. We were able to then use connections to get that RV into a local trailer park. She was applying to adjust her social security benefits based on her diagnosis and her health condition and what was going on so we were able to support her through that process. And she lived out the end of her life there, but she had a place, right? Mm -hmm. She had heat, she had a hot shower, she had a place she could cook her meals. And so those are really the stories that I think 
stand out, right? Mm -hmm. Because I think a lot of times there's a perception that people who end up homeless, it's just based on substance use. So they have an addiction of some sort, which I'll say that typically stems from some pretty significant childhood trauma or early life trauma when you really dig into people's stories. So, you know, I think we need to think about our judgments there. Or people that just don't want to participate in society. They're not interested in getting a job. They're not interested. And we see people with a rich work history, with a lot of personal background that all of us could identify with, right? Who, but for a diagnosis, an accident, a, you know, I can think of lots of issues. Mental health. It goes on. It goes on that for that to happen, life changed. Thank you for joining us today. Our hope is this segment has opened your heart and mind. Be well and be kind. This project was made possible with support from California Humanities, a nonprofit partner of the National Endowment for the Humanities. Please visit calhum.org.